Alright guys, welcome to episode 10 of the Different Animals Podcast. Just hit double fucking digits. Um, mm-hmm. So today we're going to be talking about what we've been watching or playing. Um, we're going to talk about the NFL saying that they're not allowing whew, not allowing jersey swaps. Um, Deshaun Jackson said some spicy fucking things, or, or retweeted some spicy fucking things. And, uh, you know, Kid Cudi dropped a new song on the 10th, and uh, we're going to touch on that briefly. Um, but first... So first, let's start with what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so what have, what have you been getting into? Yeah, so uh, I've been I watched uh, Hamilton on Disney Plus uh, last week. It, it came out on I think July third or yeah July third, um, and it's you know the musical by Lin Manuel Miranda about Alexander Hamilton, and it was uh, you know it's, it's a couple years old now. I think it, it originally ran on Broadway in 2015, um, and it's been touring ever since. It was here in Deepak. Or at the uh, in Durham, uh, about I think two years ago now, um, but it, yeah, they they um, Disney Plus, you know, to sort of get people to sign on to their streaming service, they bought it for I think a little bit more than seventy million dollars. And the plan, yeah, yeah, and so the plan was originally to you know put it together, uh, edit it together because they so they so Lin Manuel and the original cast in twenty sixteen they filmed I think three of their performances and they just kind of put them in a vault mm-hmm. and then for the longest time i was like they should just put those on like a fathom event you know one saturday night only theaters across the country they would make so much money and so then right. disney plus came in and bought it for 70 mil and the plan was before quarantine happened was to release it next october so october 2021 in theaters like if it was just like a normal movie and the reason they did that was because even though it's, you know, you saw this year that it's easier just to edit it together is because I'm, I'm guessing they wanted people to still go to the shows, which I think is dumb because I think people are going to go to the shows if the shows are available. Um, I don't think a movie's right. going to deter them from that. It's not the same thing. You know, it's not like going to the movies and watching it at home. It's a, it's a different experience. Um, right. Stadiums still fill out fucking seats even though they broadcast their, their games. Right, exactly, exactly. And I think, I, I, I don't know, I always thought that was dumb. People would be like, well, how, I think they're not going to go, you know, go see the movie, they're not going to go see it, you know, at, at Durham Performing Arts if it's in the movie theater. I'm like, no, it's it's different things, which I actually, which is, is interesting, and I'll get into in just a minute, but, and so I watched it, um, and it was fantastic. You know, it was as good as everybody says. Um, the performances are all great. The music's really great, and actually, I think the music is uh, so good, comes at you so fast that I actually had to pause about five minutes in and I turned on my subtitles, um, which I never do. I never watch movies with subtitles the first time I watch them. Um, but I had to just because I was like, well, I can't, you know, like for me, I can't watch a musical because for me, like I can't just listen to a musical. Like I can't just like 
be like, oh, this is the same, and like I can imagine it. I have to see it. Like if if I just put on a musical and I haven't seen it before, like it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like it's just music. Like I, I can't mentally visualize it. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely in the same way. Yeah, and so um, but it was fantastic. It's a little bit under three hours, um, but you know it's totally worth it. Uh, like I said, everything's about it's great. Um, I think the the movie aspect of it, like the quote quote movie part of it, um, I think really helps it because I think there's close-ups that I, I just don't think you get in a movie theater or in a in a, in a theater in a theater especially if you're not like in the first three or four rows like there's parts in this where there's like the close-up is like a movie close-up it's like right in their face and you can see they're they're singing you can see like a little bit of spit or something if they get like you know if they have it if they, they, they're going on for a, a big solo you can see like a little bit of a drool a little bit of a spit um, and then there's a uh, you know there's like cuts like in a movie um, which I think help it because there's one part where like a character early on, it's not a big spoiler, but early on does like a sort of rewind moment where they turn back time to show a part that just happened from their perspective. Right. And there's like uh, quick cuts just like in a movie and it's sort of, you go, oh, like, you know, the cuts which help amplify in a movie is helping amplify this musical. So it's not something that you would get, you know, in a normal uh, theater. Right. Um, I think a good example of that is I actually finished... One thing I watched, and not to interrupt, but I finished Middle Ditch and Swords. The, the, yeah, the yeah, three yeah. one-hour specials. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's an improv show in a theater that uh, obviously has to have been recorded before any of what's going on was going on because of the sheer amount of people in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do, like, it's the same thing. It's like when you watch a comedy special on Netflix. I don't know how often you do or if you do, but, like, uh, yeah, you, you know, to, sometimes it zooms in on the guy telling the joke, which is, you know, it's different in a comedy special. But, like, for something like improv, like, they are expressing and, like, you know, making facial expressions to each other to, like, signify certain things. Right. And it's, like, I, I don't know how you would do that if you were in, like, the back row of the upper stands. Right. Like, like, it it, it just it, wouldn't yeah. work the same. You know what I mean? I yes. think there's it, it's a double-edged sword because if you go there in person, you can only get bad seats. Like, you maybe don't see it as well, but you still get, like, there's just something about, for example, maybe not this doesn't translate the same way, but I still think it translates for your example, which is that, like, for a comedy special or improv, like, being in a theater full of people laughing is just you're in a better mood. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. there's no real way it's to put it. It's a stadium, yeah. Yeah. Just, like, being in a stadium for a game is, like, more intense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a theater for a show has got to be more, like, I don't know the word, but you've just got to be more immersive. That's right. what I'm going to say. It's more immersive. But I think there are some things that shine through better in, you know, an edited camera thing as opposed mm-hmm. to live. Yeah, and that's why, like I was saying earlier, like, that's why I think it's so dumb for people to think that they're easily replaceable like it's like it's like a, a, a an easy swap like indiana jones you can just take the fucking idol and you can put sand on it and it's the exact same thing it's not right. i think you get you know the 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 main entertainment is the same but the way you take it in the way you experience it is not the same like i would never not go see hamilton here at, in durham just because it's on, C- on disney plus right even if it's not lin-manuel miranda and uh that's, david diggs and everybody else that's another thing is that like also it's not even the same show like, it's different people doing the same play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't musical, know plays, yeah. musical. I don't know what the correct wording there is. Mm-hmm. It's different people performing the same story. Um, and, and so, like, I think that's another thing that's cool to see because, like, like we were talking about with subtitles versus uh, dubs in uh, anime where, like, mm-hmm. you're getting another level of interpretation on top of it. So, like, what you get 
and it's probably not as bad because there's not a language barrier, but like people may express things in slightly different ways and they hit you different with a different cast. So it'd be cool mm-hmm. to see, you know, whatever cast came to your local area, you know what I mean? To perform it in theater and get a different feel, but also see them do it and then turn around and see the original people that did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, like, that's another reason why I think it makes more sense to also release it on, on, you know, a digital medium like Disney plus and yeah. then also have it available if you want to go see it live. Right. And, and, and like seeing this performing, you see like the emotions and you see like the craft that goes into the dancing, the choreography and everything. It sort of shows why something like the fucking Cats movie is so dumb. It's just a colossal waste of money, right? right. Because all you have to do for Cats is maybe, you know, maybe you don't record it in New York. Maybe you get like a massive studio, but you right. put on the greatest live production of Cats and then you just film the fuck out of it. Like, you know, you don't have to spend $150 million on CGI buttholes and CGI fur. Like, like the, the charm doesn't come from looking like real cats. The charm comes from the music and the, the, the human aspect of, of dancing and choreography and, and, and ballet. Like, like, the, like, so, you know, for years before, you know, when I knew, you know, you know, Hamilton was a thing, I would think sort of kind of like the cats movie or like anything else, I would think, well, man, I can't wait until they make a movie out of it. Like, I wonder, <clears throat> I wonder who they're going to get to make the movie version. <clears throat> Sorry. Right. And then I realize now that it's not, that, that, the, that the best version of that story already exists. Like, it's the musical. Right. I think, so that's one that I'm on the fence on just because I think it's, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea if you want to do like a, a movie. Like, for example, I, Maybe the only reason the Cats movie, the way it was done, is bad is because the CGI was pulled straight from my darkest nightmares. Um, like... <laughs> right, right. In its, ex- like, like in its execution from the from the very foundation of it, it's just wrong. It was just like... Right. So, so, like, maybe there's a version, like a movie version of Cats similar to what we got where it just looks better. And I'm like, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, this yeah. is great. So, I don't know that I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to say, like, it's just a waste of money. Cats, one hundred percent, the biggest waste of money. They paid fucking Jason Derulo to look. Like, oh my gosh, dude, like I saw fucking... that movie. It was fucking terrible. Oh or, no! You oh no! It was, oh, not, no not, you saw I, it? I saw it in theaters. It was like, it, it was like, it, it's just bizarre. It's like everything about it is like, why did they do this? Like, why did you choose to do it this way? And then you see all these like big actors like Ian McKellen and you know. Uh, Judy Dench and a bunch of other guys, and you're like, you know, they gotta be like, oh no, it'd be great to be in Cats. Like, you know what I mean? They'd be like, oh my right. god, it'd be so awesome if I was in Cats. And in the first cut, right, the first like edited, put together like um, example, they see, they see it, and they've got to be like, holy shit, this was a bad idea. It just got <laughs> bad. Like, what the hell is this? Like, it, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't hate. Like, I, I, I think. It's so weird that you can't hate it because it's just like what what the fuck were they thinking? But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean I don't I don't want to come off as as I think no theatrical adaptation is bad because I, th- I do think it's so hard to uh, access them live and then it's hard to uh, access them on like video that I think sometimes the movie versions are the only versions some people get. Like growing up, the only version of Little Shop of Horrors I had was the Rick Moranis one from the 1980s with the giant plant and the puppet. And the only version of Sweeney Todd I had growing up was the 2007 uh, Johnny Depp one, right? Right. And those are my two favorite musicals. And I think the only reason I, I like even know them was because of the movies. So I, I think 
what I think what I meant with Hamilton is just that the way it's structured, it, it like one song has like three or four scenes in it. I think right. it would be almost borderline unfilmable, and the whole thing is sung. So there's no parts we can be like, well, now we're gonna talk for That's, ten minutes. Yeah. So I, I think it's just like one long two hundred or two hour long song, and in it, in every every chunk has like some songs, but they're more like uh, how can I say, like. Um, like in, in like in a normal musical, right? You get like some scenes that are normal, and then people break out into dance, and they do like a musical number, right. and things represent bigger things. So you see like background dancers who are just who are just background uh, actors. They start dancing because it's like in the mind of the character, right? Right. That's how this is the whole time, you know. Oh, so I think okay. I think this would be borderline unfilmable. I mean, I don't even know how they could start to chew at it, but I I think. This version on Disney Plus is already the best version of the story that could exist as a musical, as the way it is. If they're going to do it on film, they would have to change a bunch of it. Right. Um, and at that point, it would be like a music or like a movie inspired by him. Yes, inspired music. by the music. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. yes. I'm definitely so, going to check it out. I, I, yeah, definitely. I, I generally hate musicals. So there's mm. a chance that when I come back, for this next recording, I'm going to be like, nah, dog, couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> and that's what, you know what? My best example of that is, is that like, when I, who oh boy, this is going to be a hot take. I don't like Tupac's music at all. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, shout out to the real hip hop heads out there. Gonna crucify <laughs> me. Um, I don't like his music at all, mm-hmm. but I can still see where people appreciate it. And that's how I feel about musicals. Like, I'm no, like, yeah, I, I fucking I hate musicals. Yep. Like, I can't get through them generally. But, like, I get why people like them. And I, I can see where one's well done, even if it's not my cup of tea. You know what right. I mean? Yes, yes. So, no, so, I feel that way about, about I think, about about most musicals. And I feel that way about some movies. I, I completely agree. And I, I think I, would, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't be lying if I said I didn't feel that way about Tupac's music as well. Where yeah. I'd be like, well, you know, I get it. I get what it was. It's just not kind of what I listened to. And weirdly enough, not, I don't feel that way about uh, Biggie Smalls. Like, I nah, have a Biggie couple shit of, is bangers, dude. I was gonna say, <laughs> like, you know, like, I still listen to um, uh, Big Papa and stuff. And yeah, and I have, like, other songs on my, on my music that still sound great. And I think they're more, I don't know, I don't know why they're more accessible. But but anyway, uh, no, I completely agree. I, and I, I think uh, I feel that way about most musicals where I'm like, well, like, why don't they just fucking say what they want to say? Like, why are they singing it? Um, but I, I can appreciate the craft, and I know when something's hard. But this one, dude, like, I think if you watch it, and you, like, I, I would suggest turning on the subtitles just so you oh, catch the wordplay, because it's so I have to I have to watch the subtitles anyways, and there's two possible reasons, which is one, that I used to have a system in my car, and I always listen to my music loud. Um, so I may have completely destroyed my hearing. Um, and then mm-hmm. two... When you when you watch like a movie, what what is your sound situation at home? Do you have like surround sound or like a ha- sound bar? Or... I just have a sound bar. Yeah. Okay. I have just the TV speakers, so I think I think sometimes like the treble gets drowned out by like you know any like loud bass or anything. Mm-hmm. So then like it's hard for me to hear. So I turn it up. But then, like, a fucking explosion happens, and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to turn off this TV now. Like, yeah, like, like I'm scared. I, cool Somebody shit. just yeah. blew my house down. <laughs> Dude, I was exactly, that's why I got a soundbar. Like, at the beginning, <laughs> when we when quarantine started, I was, I think I was like, well, I'm going to be fucking inside watching movies, you know, all the time now, watching shows. So, I can't be listening to this shitty TV speakers. And so, I invested in a soundbar. And it's been great. I mean, yeah, I, 
I, I use it for, it sounds great on gaming. It sounded great for The Last of Us. Um, and it sounded great for Hamilton. Yeah. So I'll definitely check it out. I'll definitely have the subtitles on. Um, but that'll be interesting. Uh, real quick, just a quick, you know, quick answer on this one. The yeah. respecting the craft, but not really digging it as much as other people. Is that how you feel about John Wick? Because I feel like that's a good way to describe. Yes, how you yeah, feel yeah, about yeah. John Wick. I think yes, exactly. Yes, yes. I was when when you were explaining how you felt that way. I was like thinking about. It. I was like, what are some movies? I know there's like somewhere I'm like, like I get it, but like, I mean that. Like, there's not you your know, thing. There's my thing. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. But yes, John Wick. The John Wick movies are perfect. Um, are the perfect version of that. Where I'm like I I'm like I get it like it sounds like it seems like something people love and it's awesome and I th- I think I would feel that way about um kind of most video game not most video games but like online video game versions like Fortnite where I'm like cool yeah. like you know I don't make fun of people who play it because I think it's it looks insanely difficult yeah but I'm like not my thing I think I I missed the boat on that but like yeah you know it looks like it's something that is very hard and and it looks like something that you know, you have to hone your your craft or your uh, your skills to, to be good at. Right. So speaking of things where I think, like, it, you know, it has to be kind of up your alley, but it's very well done. Mm-hmm. I just finished a game um, called Osiris Wrath that came out on PS3. Um, one, of, one of my boys that I know in New York, uh, we were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to find it and buy it and then buy the DLC for it. Um the DLC is not expensive, but like, it, from what I understand, like the story is not really complete without the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, "I got you," and he mailed it to me. He mailed it to me and then gave me his login information so I could play it in the DLC. And so, what I'll say about this game is, this game is fuck. If you're the type of person, hmm, let mm-hmm. me let me measure this back. So, the story, if I were to give it in the most bland way possible, is, um. I'm going to say a imagine God of War, right? right. So God of mm-hmm. War, did you play the first one? I only played the 2018 version, but I I you know, I remember the other one. You ones, know some though. of the the lore. So like the reason he's got gray skin is because like the God of War Ares tricked him into killing his wife. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and right. I, then his ashes their ashes got burned to his skin like as an eternal mark of shame. Mm-hmm. Um so this is like so that same kind of idea which is that this dude is like a demigod at this point. The guy you're about to play as and you know it's the earth itself versus the people inhabiting it and the people inhabiting it have these demigods to fight back against the earth um that's you know trying to whatever. There's more to it. But like so he he successfully like it's like uh the earth attacks every so often. Um, you know what I mean? Like every 10,000 years or whatever the fuck the time frame is. Mm-hmm. So he, he's, he, he successfully stops it. Like he's the one most responsible for stopping it. But his daughter is like a very special, just based on her birth. You know what I mean? She's special. So his family is compromised, mm-hmm. um, by the other demigods who have decided that like, we're just going to have to like his family and him are just going to have to be a casualty of, of how we can make our plan work and save the world. And so you get this dude who's betrayed and just immediately is, like, boiling in rage. You know what I mean? And so, like, if you can, it's very straightforward. So, like, it, the most generic way I can explain this is man's family is compromised, uh, vows for revenge. So it's like, like taken. It's, it's like a taken. It's, all right, real quick. Taken, man on I fire. I told my friend about this. I was like, it's not a super, he was like, what do you think of the story? And I was like, I don't think it's a great 
story in that it's very cookie cutter and bland, but I think it's done so well. I was like, the way I want to rate this is an eight out of eight, which is that it's not trying to be a 10. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. trying to be more than it is, but what it is aimed for, it has nailed. You know what I mean? Yes. So like, I get it. I get it. it yeah. It was like, it was just like, it, it escalates so fucking much. It's so hyped the whole time. The gameplay is not like super riveting. It's like, it is either a rail shooter. In some sections, it is a like very generic beat em up in some sections. And then the rest of it's just like cutscenes happening with like a quick time event, like button presses. But the quick time mm-hmm. event button presses don't really take away from being able to watch it. Like I've played some games where the quick time like events are like, I can't really pay attention to what's happening on the screen because I'm too worried about hitting Miss the right it. buttons. Yeah, it's like X, D, triangle, <laughs> yeah. one, B, RB. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay, I don't even know what's going on. What just happened? The end. <laughs> yeah. And then you think it's over, and then you get hit in the face with an axe. You're like, damn it, not going to start all over. Now, what, one thing this does well is that, like, the button presses are not super close together, and the button presses mimic what's happening on the screen. So, like, the best way I can explain it is if you have your analog sticks... He'll, like, do super generic anime, like, power-up yell thing where he puts both of his arms in front of him and pulls them back. And mm-hmm. you will put, like, when he puts both of his hands in front of him, you'll push both analog sticks to the out when he pulls his arms out. You know what oh, I mean? So, like, okay. even yeah, when yeah. you press the button, you still are able to tell, even if you're focused on the button presses, because he does what you just did. You know what I mean? No, um, oh, yeah. I, I, I always prefer that, too. Where yeah. it's not just, like, push X, push X. Or right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just random commands to, to work. But, like, mm-hmm. these are always, like, when you throw a punch, you press the punch button. You know what I mean? So, like, it works. Um, but anyways, it's it's just super well done. And, I like, it's one of those things that, like, I would love to recommend it to everyone. But not everyone is going to love it the way I loved it. You know what I mean? Like, it was mm-hmm. done so well, but it's, like, a very specific lane. Now, what yeah. I will say is that it's old. It's very old. It, mm-hmm. I want to say 2011, 2012. So, eight years. Holy fuck. Eight years. Um... So, it's old, but, like, if you have a PS3, um, it's also on PlayStation Now, and it's a very mm-hmm. short game because it's mostly a cinematic experience, kind of, mm-hmm. um, but you don't get the DLC if you play it on PS Now, which is, like, a PlayStation streaming service, um, so that would kind of hinder your whole experience, mm-hmm. but if you can buy it used for a PS3, I guarantee it's not going to be expensive, and the DLC, I think, which I got for free because I had my buddy's login, I think it's still very reasonably priced at this point. Um, so like if, if any, like just getting, immersing yourself in that, if you are the type of person that can immerse yourself in that, mm-hmm. then like, that's definitely something I would recommend. It, it was, yeah. it's very well done. Yeah. When you were saying you're eight out of eight, I, I was like, what's like a movie that, where that happens? And I, I immediately thought of the invisible man, the one that just came out this year. Right. Where it's like, it's not trying to be anything more than like a very good thriller, but like, it's like the, like the perfect version of what like just like a, a simple thriller is yeah right? exa- I think that's, I, that's a that's... good example too yeah yeah like it, it that's the thing is like i can't consciously give it a 10 because like a 10 to me is like genre bending genre defining like you know what i mean like yeah i kind of every aspect like of stories that make you think about like you know right. what you're doing like what gameplay is like, and yeah. this is like like you're getting super basic gameplay most of it's just random button presses for quick time events and like it, it's not like transformative story even but it's like it knows exactly what it's trying to do and it fucking nailed it and was like i'm going all in and like you're going so far and then the last thing i want to say is that the last two dlcs are hilarious to me because 
They're lost episodes. They don't have anything to do with the story. But Asura's Wrath mm-hmm. was either made or published by Capcom. I'm not sure. And Capcom does Street Fighter. And yeah. your character is, like like I said, a demigod that basically just punches the fuck out of everything. So, like, they have a crossover where he fights Ryu. And then, if anybody's into fighting games, this will still be hilarious. But it, the next episode after you beat Ryu is Akuma, which is, like, just a stronger version of that, like, fighter in Capcom. Like, his, his lore is uh-huh. that he's never lost a fight. He's the god of combat, basically. Mm-hmm. And the, I don't know why this took me down so much. The very first thing Akuma does when he gets there, which is, like, the next DLC, is he's like, Asura, which is your character, Asura's mm-hmm. Wrath. He's like, Asura, you're the strongest fighter I've ever seen. Like And, like, I thirst for combat. I'm the god of combat. Like, we're going to do this. And Ryu's there with them. Also, they're on the moon because that's how outrageous <laughs> this game is. Asura hits fucking Ryu with the uppercut that takes them both to the moon. Anyways, um, Akuma shows up. The very first thing he does is he does like his spinning air kick. It's called a mm. Tatsu. He does his spinning air kick and launches fucking Ryu into space. Like, like just gets him <laughs> out of the picture. Like, we're not dealing with Ryu anymore. It's Akuma. He just, like, fucking whirlwinds and just fucking kicks that dude straight into space. Dude, he's gone. Like, and, I, like, it took me down. I was like, why'd you have to do that? Like, like you could have just told Ryu to stay out of it. He didn't say a word to Ryu. Ryu uh-huh. didn't stand a chance. He didn't block it. Dude, he just got launched. And it kills me every time. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I, I See, I, I don't think that, um, you know, I think... Games being older, like, you know, you look back, you're like, oh, shit, that's eight years old. But just playing, like, Uncharted 2. Like, dude, Uncharted 2 came out in 2009. That shit looks like, I don't know if it looks as good, but it plays as good as anything now. And, like, the levels and just the, the, the design and the action and stuff is just as good as anything now. Same thing with something like Bioshock. So, right. you know, I, I think people should give this a chance and don't let, you know, the age of something Absolutely, and like I said, because it's mostly a cinematic experience, I don't think you're, like, like we talked about with the first Assassin's Creed, is fucking brutal to get through because they're like, like, all their budget went into, like, how can we free run well? And then they were like, how can we make it look good? And then the rest of it was like, how are we going to make this game? Dude, that's how Uncharted is. Right. It's like, they kind of crack, like, what it is, and then they they don't have enough time to tweak. Flesh everything out. Flesh everything out. And that's what, that's what the next games do. You know what I mean? The Mm -hmm. next games build on what Mm -hmm. they already figured out. This because it's just a cinematic. They they didn't put any, they didn't put any real effort into like how it plays, how it handles. You know what I mean? They're just like mm-hmm. we're gonna give you bare bones combat. We're gonna give you bare bones rail shooting, mm-hmm. but like we're going to make all of it so grand. You know, like grandiose that yeah. like it, it just it works for the story, and you're just gonna enjoy it. So like even with the bad graphics, it like wasn't even remotely a problem for me. So so again, like you said. Definitely give it a chance. If you're at all the type of person that can buy into just watching that story, it's a short game, but still obviously a long version of a movie. Like, it's way longer than any movie you're ever going to watch, so don't think, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just going to watch a movie. But, like, it's still a very short game. Um, but I-, I would definitely give it a shot if that's something you'd be willing to get into. Cool. Cool. So that was Azura's Wrath? Yeah, Asura's Wrath. Asura's Wrath. Cool. Um, cool. So the next thing I want to talk about um, since we talked about one man beating the fuck out of another man, let's talk about the NFL. That yes. was a fucking stretch, bro, but I made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before, before we move on, I do want to oh, yeah, make sorry. one quick note. Um, if people could watch Palm Springs on Hulu, if you have Hulu, um, it just came out 
right before, or I think a couple of days before this recording. Um, but I, I definitely want to talk about it next week because I think it does very interesting things with the genre that it is. So if you want to watch it, and then we could, or, or like you, the listener. Um, but if, if you, Tyler, if you have Hulu, if you could check it out. It's 90 minutes long. I watched it uh, just before I recorded, and I loved it. Um, but I definitely want to talk about what it does with the genre because I, because th- I think it, or what it, the type of movie that it is, because. Um, it's a formula that has been done with other movies, um, but this one does fresh things with it that I think I, I definitely um, want to hear what people think about it and I want to um, touch on. But because it just came out, um, I want to give people time to um, watch it. And it's only, like I said, only 90 minutes. So, you know, I think more movies should be 90 minutes and I appreciated that. But um, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely. There's a chance I'll watch that before Hamilton because again, Hamilton the musical don't really know. <laughs> it's li- I think and it's Hamilton's a, a little long, so Palm I think Springs it's almost, might be right in my. Right I think in it's almost shit. literally half half of the length of Hamilton, so Perfect. and the, you know it's, it's easier to squeeze in. But um, but yeah, but, but back to the NFL. All right, the NFL we got a two parter because uh, we got one dude being a psychopath and we got an, another rule. So let's touch on the rule first because I feel like this is going to be a little shorter, clean, cut and dry, which is that. The rule is that the NFL is not allowing jersey swaps, which is a thing that players do for reasons I've never really understood. Like, I, I get it. It's cool. But, like, here's the I deal. Be- I thought it was cool when people were like, uh, like, if so-and-so's, it's their last season or, like, yes, near yes. the end of the career, like, oh, I'm going to swap jerseys with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yes. But then when, like... Dudes are like, I'm just going to swap jerseys with, like, the number one wide receiver on the fucking Colts. Yeah. Byron Jones is going (laughs) to switch with T.Y. Hilton. It's it's like, like, cool, I guess. I mean, this came from, like, soccer, right? In Europe, I think, right? Isn't that where it came from? Maybe. I know the NBA does it, too. I I don't know where it originated, but, um, like, players in the NBA have definitely swapped jerseys before. But, like, I don't don't know where it originated from. But either way... People are swapping jerseys all the fucking time now over way over the top. But the rule is that they're no longer allowed to do that because of the coronavirus restrictions going on. And there's two sides to this from what I've seen. Um, I'm probably going to lose a little nuance, but I don't think there's a whole lot to to be had here, which is that, like, the side is, like, they're already tackling each other, bleeding on each other, sweating on each other, whatever. Sometimes pissing on each other. Yeah, pissing and shitting. Shout out to Booger McFarlane. Oh, wait, Mark Schlereth? And, Mark Schlereth, yeah, he was yeah. on the line. He's like, I just let it go, man. I, was I think just there McFarland said he did the same thing. Oh, um, yeah, I think online, man. I think online, man, they just, like, let everything uh, dude, I shit my out. pants in the middle of it. Like, gross. Um, shout anyway. out to Paul Pierce. Yeah, shout out to Paul Pierce shitting himself in shorts. Not pants, <laughs> shorts, dude. In white shorts. Woo! <laughs> 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 all right, so. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I think that, you know, all that's going on. So, like, why are you going to put this rule on about swapping jerseys? Like, who cares? You know what I mean? If Mm -hmm. if transmission was going to happen anyways, it was going to happen. You know what I mean? And the other side is that, like, what if if there's an off chance that you wouldn't have gotten it on the field, how stupid is it to just take another unnecessary risk? And, like, have someone's jersey that has their spit and fucking sweat and shit all over it. Right. I would touch it like a dirty sock. Like, P.U., thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I, like, I, that makes total sense to me. Like, I'm like, well, why would you do that? Like, I, I would literally, like, if I was an NFL player, 
I would just literally go out there, do it, and then I would fucking sprint back and like be like, all right, that was it. I just avoiding your own teammates, you know I'm just here. fucking slithering and like past all of them into the shower and then out, like. Mm-hmm. Hitting spin moves on nah, somebody nah, trying to give me fuck, a high five. Fuck the shower, dude. Some dude's still in pads, like, jumping into their vehicle and driving off. Like, yeah. like I'm good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine fucking, like, a guy with his pads up he can't even see? Yeah, he has to um, roll down the window so his arm can hang out. Yeah, I mean... Still got the visor in the middle of the night. Like, got the visor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, LT. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, no, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think both of this... Both of these are... are you kind of go, wait, what? Like, A, like... Why would you be swapping them to begin with? Like, wouldn't you want to, as soon as the game ends, like we said, just go home? Right. And then also, the NFL making a rule for this is dumb. But I also think it's sort of emblematic or something. It's it sort of... I think it's optics. It, it's optics, but I also think it's it's like it's a, it's a microcosm of the whole thing, which is... Why the fuck are we playing? Why the fuck are we playing, right? <laughs> so it's, 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 exa- it's like a microcosm of like... Of like the fuck, I don't know if you saw like Disney World open and they had this video oh where like God. they had employees with masks be like it's safe come back and see Mickey, and it's like no you're just putting this like little PR solution to the bigger problem. The bigger problem isn't that Mickey and fucking Minnie aren't wearing masks. The problem is that people are there to begin with. Yeah. Right. And this is like this. This is it's like this with the NFL. It's like the problem isn't the jersey swaps and you're making this rule about jersey swaps and making a big thing when you don't realize that the thing that's putting people in danger is. You putting them there is, is, yeah. is you making the players play the game. At least, I agree completely. But like my logic is, I guess would still be in this specific scenario. If we're talking about this rule specifically, which mm. is that like playing, not playing the games has financial ramifications. Telling people to not swap jerseys, like just grow the fuck up and don't swap a jersey. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, like yeah, like don't make a rule. Just be like, hey guys, don't swap the jersey, and just well, expect I, them to be smart and not do that. Well, see, no, see, I think you have to make the rule just for optics, if nothing else, because nobody's gonna be smart and not swap jerseys, dude. People won't put on a fucking mask for 20, 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. So it's like, just fucking tell them not to swap the jerseys. It's fine. People that are like, why are you going to tell them not to swap the jerseys like when you're going to have the game anyway? I totally get where they're coming from. But like I said, like if we don't play the game, there's financial ramifications for the players, the teams, the you know what I mean? Everyone. True. I if, mean... If you... Yeah, you oh, go ahead. I was going to say, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, there's financial ramifications. If you don't swap a jersey, like mm-hmm. you'll just get it next year. Or fucking mail it. Like, just don't do it on the field in front of everyone while posing for a picture. Just, yeah. like, just do it, you know, on your own time. Preferably, don't fucking do it. But, like, just don't do it. Like, it, I guess the rule is don't do it. But, like, it's not like they're going to catch someone fucking in the parking lot, like, doing a jersey swap. You know what I mean? But it's just like. Yeah, right. If you're going to do it, you're going to be an asshole about it anyways. Just fucking do it. But, like, the rule is don't. <laughs> like, yeah, like. Well, I guess you're right. I guess yeah, because then if if you if you don't make it a rule and if somebody does it, then you can't shame them into doing it. Be like, because then if you put the rule and somebody does it, you'd be like, come on, man, the rule's there for a reason. Like, right? Like, come on, think. Which is what I um, thought was going to happen yeah. when the governor of North Carolina released a mask mandate, but everyone's a fucking dickhead. This is my hill. Uh, wear a fucking mask. That's all I ask. Just wear a fucking mask. Yeah, like now it's like like that's like the bare minimum. It's like <laughs> right. You yeah. can't be open businesses and also anti-mask. Then you're just an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You're just setting, you know, lambs to the slaughter. Or right. Like you just gotta um, 
you know, if this is going to happen and we're going to move forward with not shutting everything down for like three or four weeks, then at least do what you can and just. Right. There's no cost, bro. Like it, it, the masks are not expensive. Your, your cost is that like, bro, I wear glasses. My shit fogs up all the time. I have more of a cost than anybody else. Like, uh, unless you have asthma, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. but like your average fucking person, I am more frustrated by the mask because it fogs up my fucking glasses and I can't see. <sighs> yeah. And the like, answer is, yeah, yeah. And the answer is just wear a fucking mask. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. Going yeah. from one set of asshole. Oh, do you have something to add? No, no, no. That was it. Just basically like it, it's dumb both to even consider that. And then also dumb to make the rule because like you put them there. So like, right. I think it's dumb all around, but, like, yeah. fuck it, just whatever. Like, make the rule, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's dumb all around, but honestly, the NFL having the season is dumb, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but anyways, going from one group of assholes to a one singular asshole is Deshaun Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. Does he still... Is he with the... I, I don't know what the fuck his deal is. He always jumps around. I feel like he's not in the league half the time. He, Sometimes he is, like... He's with the Eagles. He's been, like, you know, he's with the Redskins... Um, and then he was with, I think, Tampa Bay? Wasn't there a suspension somewhere, I feel like? And, or maybe he retired. See, like, he's, like, one of those guys that's, like, like, is he still in there? Like, I guess. Like, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's Vince Carter with a bad reputation. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, he's, like, a Vince Carter. And he's the exact same way with Vince Carter, where, like, you know, so th- this week he posted some things on his Instagram story that were anti-Semitic. He quoted Hitler. And then... Wait, Deshaun think, Jackson, right? Not Vince Carter. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, yes, no, yeah. VC did not do that. Um, <laughs> but so you have to take down anything with his name on it in North oh Carolina. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Deshaun Jackson does this. And then I think, is he, and I was telling Tyler right before we recorded, I was like, I haven't really been following it. Like, I sort of assumed that he would, this would happen, right? He would quote him for whatever fucking dumb reason. Oh, dude, this is and my then favorite part. He would, he would apologize, like, sincerely. And then, more than likely, the Eagles would cut him. But it appears that he didn't apologize as sincerely, or maybe he, no, I think he wasn't as clear about it. No, I think he, I think he apologized. So here's... <laughs> Alright, so let's... Alright, let's break this down from the beginning. So, I, from what I understand, is that... Farrakhan made a speech. Louis Farrakhan made a July 4th speech. And so, as a white person, my knowledge of Farrakhan is that, like, he's definitely very pro-black, African-American, whatever. Like, he's, he's you know, a lot of militant people of African-Americans would find themselves towards Farrakhan. Uh, I think him... Yes. So, with all that being said, I, I feel like I've always heard the name Farrakhan and thought it was pretty um, controversial, uh, dicey, racy. Um, and yes. I, I wasn't sure if and that was just it... because, like, I'm white, so white people naturally, like, like the general uh, thought process of a white person is going to be like, ooh, Malcolm X, like, ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus, like, so I was like, I wasn't sure if that's what it was. But anyways, Farrakhan had this fucking speech, and I think he quoted a book. And Deshaun Jackson found that book and was going through it, and he highlighted a quote and posted a picture of the quote. And the quote is attributed to Hitler. First of all, hold on. So, the one of the defenses for him posting this is that, like, the attribution of this quote to Hitler is, like, suspect. Like, 
the chances that Hitler actually said this are like very low. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this this quote was said by someone else, but in this book, because it has bad, you know, uh, research or whatever behind it, like probably wasn't actually Hitler. But my problem with that is he still posted it thinking it was Hitler. Right. Like, like, it, it, like, it, whether like, it was actually him or not, it says fucking dash Hitler in bold underneath. I don't care if Hitler himself was like raise taxes on the rich. Like that would not be the quote I post online. Never. Dude, like, if I ever post on my Instagram story any anything that says dash Hitler, like, as a quote, you come over and just, like, be, beat the shit out of me because I apparently, I, I have become Nah, dude, you were being held hostage. I, yeah, I was being held hostage. I'm a zombie now. Like, something's happened. Something yeah, I'm gonna walk over to, to your house. You're gonna be fucking tied to a fucking chair with your mm-hmm. eyes fucking peeled open like fucking Clockwork Orange and fucking Tuckle Carlson is gonna be on your fucking TV, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, yeah, the, like, and it's not only that, like, dude, like, if, even if, if people go, well, you know, it wasn't really a Hitler quote. It's just kind of... He thought it was Hitler. To. <laughs> but, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, even if that was the case... If there was any sentence ever that was even mildly attributed to Hitler, like, um, I love eating pickle sandwiches. If, if people even thought he said that, I would never say that in my life. I would be like, I, I hate pickle sandwiches, dude. I don't even want those, sen- those even if words you, in that sentence. Even if you liked pickle sandwiches, find someone else that liked pickle sandwiches. Exactly. <laughs> like, I... But the point is, you shouldn't because all of it is anti-Semitic. Yeah, right. Like, In this, yeah, the overwhelming message was anti-Semitism, and it's just fucking insane. Like, how how are you going to tweet something attributed to Hitler, even if you're an even if you're anti-Semitic? Is that yeah. is that how that would? Okay. Yeah, anti-Semitic. Even yeah. if you're anti-Semitic, just fu- don't post the fucking Hitler quote. Yeah, I mean, Mel I think Gibson like an... is anti-Semitic. I don't know that he's posted Hitler quotes. Like, I'm not saying he's even good. I'm not saying he hit it. But like, even him, as outwardly anti-Semitic as he is, wasn't out here like posting Hitler quotes socially. Right. <laughs> this is like another classic NFL. It's another dumb, double dumb one. Right. Like, just like what we were talking about. It's like it's dumb that he was quoting him, but then it's also double dumb that you don't go. Wait, this is anti-Semitic. To like, right? Like, the, right. the, the, the source of the dumbness is <laughs> the. Is, it is the quote, but it's also the fact that it's anti-Semitism, right? Like, that's, right. that's the thing. It's like a double dumb. That's it's the like thing. A dumb like, so the, the anti-Semitism dumb. is, like, terrible, obviously. But, like, even if you are brainwashed or, 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 you know, like, you've heard enough, and even if you generally feel that way, there's another layer of dumb where on your public platform where millions of people can follow you, you're like... I'm opposed to Hitler quote. Like, it's, it's just insane. And then what makes it even more insane is Steven Jackson in the NBA, who's done so much for the black, like his, his organized and protested for the Black Lives Matter music, came out in defense. He came out in defense of Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. stance. He's like, haven't you heard of the Rothschilds? They own all the banks. Oh, it's like, oh my God. It's like, oh my Why did you have to say that? Why, why does everyone feel the need to just... Fucking, what is wrong with you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but the and, and the craziest thing is that, for like, I didn't even know he was that good to not be cut immediately. Right? Like for me, like, like Deshaun, like if this was DeAndre Hopkins, I would be like, okay, like look, like it's not, it's fucked up that they're keeping him on the roster, but it makes disgusting sense that he is. But Deshaun Jackson, I mean, he's like at the so he's he, he came in two thousand eight. He's been in the league at least 12 years. So he's at least like 34 or 35 years old, right? Right. 
And so, like, is he worth this? But I guess, I, I think at this point, you know, by the time we're recording, it's sort of kind of calmed well, down a little bit. And he's I think a deep he'll threat, be on baby. Team. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, it drops it right when he gets to the one-yard line. But, um, but uh, I think he's still going to be on the Eagles. I think they're not going to cut him. But it's just, just a whole bunch of dumbness from the NFL, again, for like the 1,000th week in a row. Oh, and sorry, one thing I skipped out on was that, like, he came out and issued an apology, and he was like, I'll, you, you know, it's like, uh, it kind of sounded like his apology kind of pled ignorance, um, which is like, I'm iffy on that specifically with this, because on the one hand, like, I don't think, I'm going to say this come from my head if you did, but like, I also don't have the quote in front of me. I feel like I remember seeing it and thinking, like, this is definitely anti-Semitic, but it's not, like, super anti-Semitic on the face. You know what I mean? Like, like, but then also it's attributed to Hitler. So, like, it's kind of hard to plead ignorance when it says Hitler right there and everyone knows who he is. But, like, if it was just the message, I could be, like, I could see why maybe you didn't realize. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's one level of, like, I, I... you know, I posted this, I, I kind of agreed with it, but it was brought to my attention that it was anti-Semitic. And so he, it sounded like he was like, you know, I'm going to go out and, you know, try and, inc- you know, expand my worldview, blah, blah, blah. Which is like yeah. half the time it's, it's, uh, that just feels like a cop out. And sometimes it feels like people sincerely like maybe didn't get it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. So that one is like, it, I was iffy on that. Part of me again is like, uh, kind of feels like a cop out because again, you saw it said Hitler. He fucking highlighted it and was like posting that. Um, <laughs> you, you knew, right? Like right. You, it's like the, the classic, like either you knew what it was and you didn't care, which is bad, right. or you were too dumb to know, which is also bad. Right. Um, but at, yeah, least, I mean, at least if you're too dumb to know, which is also bad, and you come out and say like, I was too dumb, I'll be smarter. Like at mm-hmm. least like the argument is that like he saw the problem and is now attempting to fix it. Right. But what killed me is he came out with that apology, right? And then Steven Jackson was like, nah. Like, nah, he meant what he meant. <laughs> so, can you admit, bro, have you ever been in the middle of a conversation or argument or debate, right? And you're, you're like, having this conversation, and then somebody who you think is just wrong on, like, 99% of everything comes in and he's like, yeah, you're right. And you're like, well, now i got to rethink everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that had to be what happened, like... That, like, had to be almost the same feeling with Deshaun Jackson, where it's like, like, that dude, Steven Jackson was like, nah, you're right. And you're like, dude, I was trying to back away from this stance. Like, why yeah. are you here trying to help me out right now? Like, like why? Like, I don't need this right now. Yeah, I don't need you specifically. Like, like yeah, yeah. this, I was trying to recover, and you came in and doubled down for me. Like, please right. don't. <laughs> right. Like, I think this, yeah. No, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, and I think, you know, I, I do hope that he is taking steps to, to fix sort of that those point of views or that um those stances you know i mean although i you know it's kind of one of those things it's like at his big age of 35 he shouldn't be told these things like he should have already known this and it's not up to the people who are jewish to tell you hey we are people too right right um absolutely. but it, it reminds me and it, and it reminds me of um <clears throat> of nba player uh reggie bullock he um, he went to Carolina, and then I think a few years ago, his transgender sister was murdered. Mm-hmm. 
And then in the like immediately afterward, he tweeted out something like, you know, R.I.P. Bro, right? Stuff misgendering her. Oh. And I think people were saying like, hey, like, you know, it was your sister. Like, you have to respect that's how she, that's who she was. And then in the, you know, and he committed himself to learning. And then now he's a big proponent of LGBTQ um, people in the NBA. And I think he leads their pride parade or, or, or and, um, he works with a lot of organizations. Because you know, another, another good example, I, I think is a good example. And another one that people can come for me on is Michael Vick. And the argument is always that like, well, Michael Vick knew it. Fighting dogs is wrong. And I, I, I see where, you know, like, you should be able to tell it's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you should be able to tell that's wrong. But I give a lot of exemptions for things that, like, I can't relate to. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad aspect where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that just makes me easy to fool. I don't think it does because I think I can generally see through when it's legitimate or not. But, like, Michael Vick's case was that, like, he grew up. Around, like his fa- like it's just something that was always around when you grew up, you know what I mean? And so, like, I wonder if a certain degree of like you don't really realize it's wrong because you, you've grown up with it and are numb to it. You know what I mean? So, like, and even if even if he knew it was wrong, like at a certain point, like he has gone above and beyond, like aside from serving time. You know what I mean? Like fucking people kill people and get a, like don't serve time. He fought dogs, which is awful, morally and ethically, you know, all of it. Like, it's wrong. <laughs> but, like, he served time. And then on top of that, like, was ad- doing work, like, advocating you know, and shit like that. So, it's like, at a certain point, it's like, whether it's genuine or not, like, at this point, I feel like you've kind of, you've done good. You know, like, like right. the scales have tipped, whether it's all just because you got caught. Like, I still think the tails, scales kind of tipped. And, again, like, I think I'm willing to give an exemption that, like, I don't know what it would be like if I grew up where dogs were treated that way all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I grew up. You know what I mean? Like, it, right. for what it's worth, like, that happened to people. Like, people in Germany, Jews were dehumanized in such a way. Like, it, it can ha- like on that scale, if you can look at another person and not view them as a human... Like, I can see where you would look at a dog and just be like, it, it, you know what I mean? Whatever. Just fucking, it fights. Like, that's something we do with dogs. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. uh, that's probably a dicey comparison I just made. But, like, <laughs> I, I just about, like, growing up and seeing something be dehumanized. You know what I mean? Like, like right. And, and that, if you, can, if you can be dehumanized to another person, you could definitely be dehumanized to, like, a dog's feelings. You know what I mean? Like, so that's right. all I was going and, with that. And that's, like, if you have the opportunity to change your worldview i think i think the biggest thing right is that like the cancel culture thing that everyone bitches about which is absurd um but like people are like oh well you know you're bringing up shit from 10 years ago like why does it matter like i understand that it's 10 years ago but like if you notice the people who get hit hard with it are the people who like refuse to come out and make an outright apology and yeah. admit they or were wrong. Would admit, or admit they were wrong or admit to change. Right. And so that's like, the thing. Like, yeah. People that say fucked up shit and then are genuinely like, yeah, no, that was fucked up. Um, I, I'm not that person anymore. I take full responsibility for that. That's the thing. Is people be like, I'm not that guy anymore. But then leave out like, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, that's, right. the, that's the 
that's the key component is that like you admit that it was wrong like kevin yeah, hart's but, whole thing is like that was so long ago and it was a good joke at the time whatever like sure but like why are you trying so hard to not just say you were wrong you were wrong and this is how it made people feel and this is what you're gonna do to change right, like, it. even if you're the type of person yeah. that says like i don't apologize for jokes which i think is one of chris rock's dances it's like i don't apologize for jokes they're jokes like you can still say like i don't apologize for jokes but like that that viewpoint is wrong you know what i mean like you can say like it was a good joke at the time but like looking back that is wrong and i was wrong for for it you know what i mean like and i don't think people would come for you as hard and so like that's the thing is that like if you're the type of person in deshaun jackson's case that literally is like i i didn't know you know what i mean like cancel culture is gonna come for that man which is again absurd because cancel culture has never amounted to anyone's fucking career being taken away you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What gets your right. career taken away is either a the fucked up shit you did, or like it's yeah, not it's like, not the people saying he did fucked up shit. Um, it's just like if you're willing to say like I made a mistake, I'm going to learn from it. People can hate you right now, but then if you turn around, or like in Reggie Bullock's case, like he he said R.I.P. Bro, people are like that's you know you can't do that. You misgendered her. Um, that's a problem then, like, you can turn around and say, like, I didn't realize that was such of a big deal. I was wrong to do that, and I'm going to look. And then he has actively done work for that community. You know what I mean? Right. And that's why people don't constantly, like, that's why people don't bring up that he's against transgender or whatever his name comes up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why cancel culture didn't get him is because he admitted he was wrong and grew from it. Right. And that's all anybody ever asks for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly and it's, like, it's like also like f- for what it's worth like i i got into chris D'Elia's stand up before that whole fucking thing blew up like mm-hmm. i got into it literally like a month and i was like super into it and then like that shit happened and it was like funny because people were like ah this fucking cancel culture coming for dudes like blah 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 and it's like it, it's not like i would prefer to keep watching this dude i enjoy watching do you get what I'm saying? Like, like people mm-hmm. are like, oh, cancel culture coming for comedians. I would prefer for my favorite comedians to just not be shitty. Like, I would prefer to still enjoy their comedy. Yeah. But if they're going to be pieces of shit, then I'm just not going to support it. It's not right, a matter exactly. of cancel culture because we want to cancel someone. You know what I mean? Right. I would love to listen yeah. to Kanye's music, but he's a fucking psycho and I can't support it anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how it felt, you know, when Louis C.K., when the shit came out about him. Like, he was my favorite stand-up comedian. I mean, one of his specials, you know, I, I remember laughing until, like, I, I couldn't breathe, like, until I was I had tears in my eyes. But then, you know, you go, oh, this person's a piece of shit. I can, in no good conscience, still listen to them. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way it goes. Like, you know, like, it, it, it's not that people, he wasn't canceled because people say don't listen to him. I don't listen to him because he did fucked up shit to women. Right. And so it's like, And I need like, to look up stuff, stuff. I feel like Louis C.K. came out and was, like, very apologetic. And then he dropped off the face for like a very long time, and he's starting yes. to come back. So before I make a yeah. commitment to whether I can watch his stuff again, I need to look and see like if he's actually done anything or, or like it. You know what I mean? I need to yeah. see that kind of thing. But again, that's not me canceling him. That's just me feeling like I can't support someone who's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Which I it's feel like, like that... is a very fair fucking. I feel like that's a good way to go through life. <laughs> yeah, it's like that tweet though. It's like. That's like, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences to my actions. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, that's how it works. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, oh, god damn it, dude. I'm, we're going to fucking go on about this forever. But, like, 
people are like, uh, you you can't fucking censor like like when fucking Milo fucking you, uh, the the Nazi Opolis, yeah, Milo the Nazi. fucking yeah. <laughs> Milo Metropolis was out here fucking <laughs> uh, like trying to talk at like colleges and they were like we're like there's protests like we're not gonna we're gonna cancel him speaking people are like oh it's censorship it's like no the college doesn't have to let this man speak. No one is stopping him from speaking. He can speak to one dude on the corner, but like, you're, it's not censorship if I don't want you to piss off everyone in my school. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's not and to say shit that dehumanizes people. I don't people have to and... give you a stage, even if it's something minor. Even if the dude was like, "Fuck Stanford," right? And then five years later, they're like, "We don't want you on our stage." You said, "Fuck Stanford." That's not censorship. That's just like. You said a thing, so now we are reacting to it. You know what I mean? Like, right. you don't, you aren't entitled to come onto this stage and give a commencement speech. That's not right. part of it. You are allowed free speech. Same thing, like, fucking Richard, Richard Spencer getting fucking rocked in the side of the head. People are like, oh, that's mm. wrong because it's censorship. No, because he was still allowed to say whatever racist Nazi shit he had. And the dude that punched him got in trouble. So, like, that is all operating as intended. Yeah. Like, it's like, like you. He was able to speak freely. This person went to jail. But, like, if you say that shit, you might get punched in the head. Like, yeah, exactly. You will get punched in the head. Like, you those can are get the Nazi, consequences but know of that a, free a, Nazi punch, a Nazi punch is coming if you say Nazi shit. Right. Like, just, that's just the way it is. And, like, and you know. The, the fact that that person got in trouble is also fair. Like, if that dude punches a fucking Nazi on the side of the head, you know, it's like, I'm glad it got punched. And they're like, that dude went to jail, though. And I, or, like, got arrested or got a charge of something it's like yeah i mean that's i i agree with what he did but like yeah those those are the rules you know what I mean? like yeah you punch someone in the face you you get in trouble like i get it that's the that's the thing is i'm not like i'm not saying people should just be able to like rock people and then just walk away all the time like yes. you know what i mean there, unless there you're punching team <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't feel bad about it if he did get away. That's that's like, but if he gets arrested, I can't in good conscience be like he shouldn't. That it shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just... At worst, what he should get is that SpongeBob, uh, where they go to jail for blowing something up. Yeah, and, shit. Then just and they like they close the gate and they're like, "All right, that was it. All right, you're you're free. You served your term." Yeah. So, either way, that's that's my thing. Is that like cancel culture? All of that. All of that is like just. You have the right to free speech, and that's why you were allowed to say the things you said. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, if everyone's like, fuck what you said, they're allowed to do that, too. So, like, there's no yes. such... Like, it's all made up. Anyways. Right. Um, Deshaun Jackson may or may not be the recipient of some cancer culture. Let's see what he does. But yeah. the man knowingly fucking posted a picture that was and... may or may not have actually been said, but was 100% attributed to Hitler. And typed... You know, he put in his phone hyphen space H I. Well, no, that's the thing is he didn't. It's I don't know if it's worse or better. He didn't type it up. He took a picture of it in the book with it highlighted. Oh, like he hmm. posted a picture of that passage in the book, but it it says dash Hitler like it's on the screen. Like you know what I mean? Like he took. Um, the, the... <laughs> like I said, this this whole week, like I said, this whole week is just NFL being f- just dumb. And, like, not seeing the bigger problem of it. Right. So, shout out to y'all being dumb. So, the last thing I want to touch on before we before we hop out of here, because I think we're running up on the time here, is that, like I said, Kid Cudi dropped a new song on July 10th. 
He he has a song with Travis Scott called The Scots, which I've heard a couple times, but I don't really remember it super well because it was just kind of playing in the background. Um, yeah, same. And then he tweeted out, uh, like, I, I can't remember if there are any words with it, but basically he tweeted out, like, 7.10.20. And I was like, is he dropping an album? Because I feel like that's, like, ominous, I'm going to drop an album tweet. Um, and then it turned out to just be a song with Eminem, um, who we have talked shit about repeatedly. Um, <laughs> so... Before we get into the song, there's. Uh, it's funny because I recently at work was just like listening to a lot of Kid Cudi. And it's funny because my playlist, as I've mentioned, is all like aggressive, fast shit, which doesn't fit Kid Cudi at all. For whatever reason, I was like, I, I like actively sought it. I almost forgot he existed. You know what I mean? But like I actively sought it out and was like, oh shit. Like I need to listen to this music more. And so like basically my rotation was Man on the Moon, Man on the Moon 2, and Indica. Um, yeah. And the cut's a, even a little iffy. But my man went off the fucking rails when he fucking put out Speeding Bullet to Heaven. That shit was garbage. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he put out an album that has maybe my favorite title for an album ever. Do you know what it is? Uh, I don't. Okay. I wish this album would have been great. I heard it wasn't, I heard it wasn't good. Um, I wish it would have been great because it would have been so dope when someone asked what your favorite album is to be like, my favorite album is Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying. That is such a fresh name. And that album is so bad. That's from what I've we heard. Should, that should be a uh, future topic, best album titles. Yeah, exactly. That might be on there even with the album being bad. Um, yeah. and, and the photo is of like him kind of like leaning back and like like... This, like, sexy kind of pose, like, from the waist up with, like, a button-up shirt, like, completely open. And so it's just, like, his abs. And it's on, like, bright, like, it's a black background and he is, like, bright neon purple. It's, oh, yeah. Wait, I have seen that cover. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, cover. Yeah. yeah, but it's called Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying, <laughs> which is fresh. Uh, but anyway, so then I was, like, a new album's coming out. I heard, I had heard the Scots. Don't really remember it because it was just not in the background, but it sounded more like normal music I would listen to. Um, which is like, what's weird is Kid Cudi's always had a very distinct, like, sound and, and style and feel to his music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Man on the Moon 2, Man on the Moon, and, and to a certain degree, Indica, like, all kind of like, you, you feel a specific way. Like, when you're in the mood for Cudi, you're in the mood for Cudi, specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, like, again, it was playing in the background. I was like, this kind of sounds more like some normal shit. Like, whether I could attribute to, like, normal for him or just normal, either way. I was like, at least it's not speeding bullet to heaven grunge music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I heard that, and then the song came out with Eminem. And, like, on YouTube, it is getting fucking just so much love, dude. Like, people are lapping it up. Like, Oz song's the greatest song's got such like people are like oh you don't get the bar it's like it's going over your head it's so mm-hmm. legit and i listened to it and i've never been so disappointed after like hoping for someone's return like and then hearing that song i was so disappointed have you listened to it <laughs> yes yes i listened to it yeah i felt the same way i was like i mean like this is okay but it's like i with kid cuddy which i think it, it's so weird because literally with nobody else Literally no other artist that I've been listening to as long as I have with him since, like, you know, mid-high school. 
he's the only one where like he puts out new music and I'm like I don't know if it's me or the music but I'm just not feeling it like I should and it's just weird because so I, I don't know if I mentioned it on here before but like so I used to be listening to hip-hop a lot in middle school but back then it was that you know sort of mid-2000s southern crunk hip-hop right. like D4L like that kind of stuff yep right and then I kind of sort of veered away from it uh, right late middle school, early mid early to mid high school, and I was kind of like, I I, I I don't really even remember remember what music I was listening to, you know, because back then we didn't have Spotify, so it's right. like you know you just kind of had to find your ways to find music, and then I remember very very vividly, the summer before my junior year, I listened to Best I Ever Had and Day and Night. And both of those were hip-hop, but they sounded so different to anything I'd ever listened to before. Right. And I was like, what is this? This sounds completely different. And then both of them ended up being my sort of, the sound, ended up doing my soundtracks to you know, the rest of high school and, um, you know, the first half of college. And then Cuddy just kind of disappeared from that, whereas Drake has stayed ever since then, right? Right. And so then but now I'm the different. same as you. Like, they're still different yes, than it's they still were. Different. Like, Drake is like a, like a different kind, like... Drake now it's like just like I'm all I'm doing is making he makes pop music for what you know what I mean like it's rap yes. but it's like it, it, all the music he makes is meant to be on like a, a popular music channel you know what I mean like a pop mm-hmm. music channel like it's yeah. it's made to just be a hit single for everyone whereas like and then like Kid Cudi was like I, I like had this specific feel and mood and everything and then he just kind of like fell out of it and like all of a sudden was like the thing was is too is like the speeding bullet to heaven which is like grunge like trying to take it back to like grunge rock is mm-hmm. that like it would be one thing if he went to grunge rock and it just wasn't my thing which it's not but like also from what i've heard everyone's like oh it's bad grunge rock too like it's not even good grunge <laughs> rock. you know what i mean like it's just I mean, bad. It, you know what the closest thing i feel like to this i just thought of an so example weird. go ahead i guess it's a lot more complicated because like for me like when an artist switches up their style i appreciate it or like i like it because right. It changes up for like what Kanye West. Yeah, I was about to say, for what it's worth, or, like Kanye West, uh, old Kanye West is probably our favorite, both of our favorite artists, I, I would think yeah. to say. And like, college dropout and late registration are like a specific style, but then graduation's completely different, then 808s is completely different, then My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is completely different, then Jesus. Like, those are all very distinct yes. style changes, and you can hear them, but he nails them, and that's what's important. Like, if you're going to switch the style, you better fucking nail it. Right, and and another one that fits that way where it would be for me, you know, years ago would be something like Linkin Park, where their first two albums are really that new metal sort of hip hop mixed with you know, heavy rock, you know, a lot of fast raps, and then around their third album, which I think was Minutes to Midnight, they veered away from that and they became more of like a normal rock band, right? right. And that's when I stopped listening. But I've heard it's good, but that's like one of those things. It's like the sound changed, but I didn't go with it. Whereas other acts, the sound changes and I do go with it. Right. Um, but maybe with Kid Cudi, that was like the thing where like the, the sound and the mood and what he had in albums one and two, and even like you said, some of three, which I feel the exact same way about, um, are just what I liked. And then when he switched, I just didn't like the new stuff. Right. And for Oh, for what it's worth, uh, Kid See Ghost, there's a couple tracks on there where I feel like he kind of like, he gets he, he he channels some of that like he does an indica where like he kind of yeah. gets it like reborn for me like I kind of get that feeling when I hear reborn mm-hmm. that kind of is like old Cuddy but anyways this new one is totally not old Cuddy for what it's worth Cuddy as depressed and like moody as he was 
would have never said this line I'm about to tell you. And I when mm-hmm. I heard it, I was like, that's just so fucking, like, not him. And also not, like, growth either. Like, it's just, like, he says, hold on. He says, see a black Benz pull up with some Johns. Yeah, I need that. Bro. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about right now? And, and Eminem... <laughs> you're not from Philly. You're from Cleveland. What is this? <laughs> and then Eminem comes in, does Eminem shit, where, like, everyone's like, oh, he's fucking going so hard. Because he does, like, a super generic punchline. Like, he says, like, uh, something like Medusa, because that's how you get ahead of snakes. Like, uh, okay, like, sure. Okay. I get it. Medusa, head of snakes. Get ahead of snakes. I get it. It's not that deep. It's not that great. Um, but mm-hmm. everyone's fucking giving him the dick food solo. Um, <laughs> and acting like I, it's great. Yeah, I, I probably like I've never been super into Eminem, so I like most of them. I like I'm just like yeah, like I like without me, and I like a song here or yeah. there. But yeah, Kid Cudi's a, you know, for me, um, shit, I forgot what I was gonna say about him. Oh, oh, right. So I went to his concert, I think three or four years ago, and so he does like all the the good ones, you know, Cudi Zone, right. Pursuit of Happiness, and then he starts doing some of the like newer ones, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go get a beer, <laughs> use the bathroom real quick, and you know, so. But that's it's so weird because I, I I don't know like I don't know if it's just me like the songs just do not click also it is like, like Teflon with me like Tyler the Creator like I said like his old shit was just straight right. up like just like shock value just angry shit and like you weren't into that but I was but then he like is no longer even remotely in that zone and I'm still into it like like something I don't know what the key ingredient that's missing is you know what I mean like I don't I don't know why. For, like you said, Linkin Park, like you just didn't go with it, but you've heard it's right. good. So I don't know what yes. the key ingredient is that like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And like what he's missing. But yeah. like Kid Cudi's is definitely not working. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because there, like there's like, so there's artists whose style changes a lot and I like it, like Kanye West. There's artists whose style doesn't change a lot, like Drake and Travis Scott. There's artists who sort of change the sound up a little bit or maybe they get somebody like Pharrell to come in, like Ariana Grande. Right. And, the, the switch between albums I appreciate, and I just don't know. Like I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is that you have to be very good always. Yeah. For me to click, for it to click, you know. And then, or there's people who change it up for the better, like Tyler Creator, who I, you know, who it works. And there's some people who switch it up, not for the better, or at least not for something that I like, like Lincoln Park. And then I back off. Right. But then I don't know what it is about Cuddy. Where like, I think the last song I appreciated from him was like five years ago, where I like it like stuck with me. Right. So. The last thing I'm going to touch on, because it's still about Kid Cudi, so we're not going off topic yet, which is that I sent you a video that's one of my favorite videos on the yes, internet. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because you said you went to a concert, and this apparently happened mm. at a Kid Cudi concert. And I'm going to post this video on my Twitter before this episode comes out so everyone can see it if they're interested in watching it. Um, and I'm going to post a link. I'm sure I can post a link to that YouTube video under our YouTube video. So that way, if anybody gets to this point and wants to see the video before we talk about it, it's really short, but it's fucking great. Um, so it's Kid Cudi on stage. And the first thing I'd like to talk about is his fucking outfit, bro. He is rocking like a knockoff Iron Man outfit. Like it yes, is, yeah, yeah. It, it, looks like, it looks like a Power Ranger. Yeah, it looks like Power Rangers. Like it looks like. So, first of all, on, like, his shoulder, he's got, like, the Iron Man light. Like, the arc light in the center of Iron Man's chest that powers mm-hmm. his heart. He has one just kind of, like, on his shoulder. And I was like, first of all, what the fuck are you doing? And then, secondly, like, it looks like it looks like a Power Rangers budget level of, like, the um, white Avengers suits. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yes. It, oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked, that's what it was. Okay. Dude, because when you sent it to me and I was watching it, I was like, this looks so familiar. To me, to it looks like a Power Rangers level budget of that plus an Iron uh, Man thing on his shoulder. It's Yeah, yeah. It looks like the time travel uh, suit from Endgame. Yeah. All right. So that's the first thing. It's ridiculous. It looks hilarious. Uh, anyways. So then he's doing a song. I think it might be Cuddy Zone. Um, and and so yeah. he starts dancing on stage. And like 100% Kid Cuddy can't dance. After watching that, 100% positive that man can't dance. And, like, he's doing, like, this weird little, like, stomp thing, like, while he's, like, just kind of, like, grooving out. And so the dance is hilarious to me. But then a fan comes on stage from behind him, right? And what kills me is obviously somebody got in his ear and was like, there's a fan coming on stage. Because he turns around before you could have ever seen the fan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He, like, turns around and looks at him with the microphone in his hand. The fan comes up to him and Kid Cudi shoves him with both hands. Which, like, 100% get. Like, any fan that goes on stage unwarranted and gets, like, shoved, punched, rocked, any of it. Like, you knew what it was when you walked on stage. You know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to be up there. There's security. You knew what was going to happen. So, anyways, Kikari shoves him, which is fine. But then he, like, shoves him again and shoves him, like, off the stage in the back, which is hilarious. But then... He turns back to the crowd with the microphone stand. No, he's wearing his fucking event knockoff budget cheap Avenger suit with the fucking Iron Man heart light on his shoulder. He turns to the crowd with the microphone and says, not on my watch. Bro, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? Not on my watch. Uh You're not Iron Man. You're not Uh not even a Power Ranger, dude. Uh Not on my watch. So... He turns around and says, not on my watch. And then he starts walking to the front and he says, it's been five years. What the fuck are you talking about? What <laughs> what happened five years ago? Like, yeah. I, maybe he meant like, uh, see, I saw it and I, and I took that as, he says like, it's been five years. Like, it's been five years since, since I've been touring. You're not going to fuck this up for me. Has it been five? I, I don't have the information. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, and so maybe maybe it just had been five years, but it's such a weird thing to push a man off stage and to turn around and be like, not on my watch. It's been five years. Like, it's been five years. You're not going to break up my... your superhero uh, outfit, your cheap, shitty-looking superhero outfit, right? D- yeah. Dude, That it reminded me of that video. It was a Vine of that guy who gets on stage. I think it's either like at a Riff Raff concert or maybe it was Mac Miller, but he, like, goes up there and he, like, taps the, the rapper on the shoulder. Just wants to tap. He just touches him on the shoulder, taps him, turns around to go back off stage, and he just gets absolutely destroyed <laughs> by the security guard. That, Have you seen that? That happened, that happened, uh, that happened at a Pusha T concert, too. I don't know if you remember when Pusha T and Drake were having their beef. Pusha mm-hmm. T, like, the rumor was that, like, Pusha T bought, like, the first two rows, or I, I feel like, or, like, Bought, like, people up front to heckle Drake at a Drake concert. And then, like, that was a problem. So, Drake's, like, the, the rumor is that, like, Drake had a guy go on stage to try and hit Pusha T or something. Mm-hmm. And Pusha T, like, just kind of ducks out of the way. And, like, four security guards jump on this dude. And, bro, they Dak Prescott him, dude. They're, like, stomping him out. They're fucking beating <laughs> the shit out of him. They give him the old fucking Dak Prescott. And, like, it's it's just, like... When you get on stage, dude, it's it's coming. I don't care what happens, it's coming. Like you're getting worked. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know what you know what it is. You knew what it was. You know what it is. So, like, yep. he, anyways, so he does it off stage. Not on my watch. It's been five years. Hilarious. Yeah. But then he immediately just gets back to his shitty dancing. It kills me. <laughs> and also because it's Kid Cudi, I think like the next thing he does is he's like, "Not on my watch." It's been five years. Walks to the front of the stage. It's like, hmm, and like just <laughs> doing his shitty dancing. I was like, that dude amped up so much in his shitty Avengers outfit to like shove a dude off stage, try and say a cool ass badass line. And then, like, walked to the front and just did his little, like, fucking... His little humming thing. I think the theme of this whole episode has been just one that... Like, if you could summarize everything that we've talked about, it's literally all been just, you knew what it was when you signed up. (laughs) Yeah, you knew what it was when you signed up. Yes, dude, exactly. Oh, boy. All right, so, yeah. I'm definitely going to post that video for anyone that uh, wants to watch it while we talk about it. Because, again, I think it's worth watching. Um, but, uh, if, uh, this is going to be the episode we ran a little over, but it was fun. Um, so if you want to catch, uh, any, anything about the podcast, um, we tweeted out every day, um, on Twitter at diff animals pod. Um, we posted on Instagram at diff animals pod. And if you have any suggestions, topic suggestions, uh, just want to communicate, interact like any of it, I'm cool with, you know what I mean? Like you can send that to different animals, podcast at gmail.com um what's mm-hmm. your what's your social yeah yeah yeah. and you guys can find me at at ever castro 92 at gmail.com all right oh, no, sorry sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> at just just yeah, that's my email <laughs> but you can also find me on instagram at ever castro 92 sounds good um I, I could bleep out your email, but I feel like since your email is just your regular that's handle fine. at it's gmail just, it's just, it's just <laughs> like literally it's just it for like fucking yeah it's just like Coupons and just <laughs> and spam mail like where you forgot to not signed out. up for a newsletter. Um, my Duke Energy reminders that I need to use less energy <laughs> this year. It's just my regular schmegler email. All right. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, you can catch me at, at Team Moneybags on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yes. And I think that's everything. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, two more homework assignments this week, of course. Oh, One being watch Palm Springs okay, um, okay. if you can. And then the other one is, you know, I think we told you two weeks ago to tell two friends. I think last week it was tell a, a sibling or a family member. And I think this week I'll do tell a coworker about the podcast. Any episode, just tell them, hey, check it out. You know, if they will, if they finish The Last of Us, um, you know, show them that episode. If they watched Hamilton, show them this episode. Hopefully they'll like it. Um, but yeah, those are your two homework assignments if you're a listener. Is watch Palm Springs if you can. Um, and tell a coworker about us. Now, I will say, if your coworkers are all like old fucking conservative white men, and you're worried you're gonna lose your job listening to this, like forcing them to listen to this, don't send it to them. Uh, but <laughs> but if you think there's anybody that's gonna be in this fucking wheelhouse, um, absolutely, that'd be awesome if you could if you could you know recommend it to a coworker. Mm-hmm. So that's the episode. Stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch y'all next week at twelve. See you guys. Take it easy. Peace. Oh, 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 oh. Um, so, yeah. in honor of us talking about Kid Cudi, my Kanye yeah. lyric is going to be, <laughs> she let it go to her head. No, not my Aria. The height of her shopping was right as blocking me. I couldn't get my shit out anyway. I hope you die, Aria. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. <laughs>